Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we discuss principles that help us live beyond the mask. My name is Robbie Engel, and I am here in the True Face offices hanging out in Georgia. Uh, we recently moved uh, our offices from Phoenix over to Georgia. And um, so my friend, uh, the one of the OGs of True Face, is going to be with <laughs> us here today. And he is still in Phoenix, but we are uh, leveraging technology. John Lynch... Come on, man. How fun is this, man. doing a podcast? Yeah, it may be fun for you, but I I, I came by to swing by to pick up a copy of a, uh, of The Cure, and I realized I got another <laughs> couple thousand miles to go. I got to get to Atlanta to pick them up. Oh, man, I'm so happy. It's, it's a wonderful day. I love what is happening, and uh, it's just great to be on this podcast. I mean, I've been I've done a bunch of these with just a few uh, hundred team. Yeah. And now to get to do this with you, Rob, it is a, just a hoot. I'm just so grateful. It's fun, man. We hope you guys are enjoying, uh, the, the new format of the true face podcast. Thanks for your feedback. Um, and, and true face, we're here to equip you to experience trust in your relationship with God and others. And, and if this, podcast doesn't help do it do that let us know that's our hope for it because we're really a, a, hoping to be a movement of people who experience these truths mm. and connect with god and each other in a different way and so in this podcast we're going to be processing stories and principles behind those stories in order to apply those truths into our lives all right john uh we talked about shame on another podcast we're gonna go at it uh at this conversation again because it's one of those that all of us wrestle with and it takes a lifetime of ma- of maturing into replacing this shame with truce and I'm really excited yeah. about the story and the conversation we're gonna have today about this topic yeah. of shame thank you Robbie so much well it it is a real life story for me and uh, I hope as I unpack it, you can find yourselves uh, in this story. Uh, This one is amazing because of how far along on my uh, faith journey this actually happened. We were, what, 10 plus years ago when we wrote The Cure, uh, the remake of True Face, and we all three, Bruce, Bill, and John especially, uh, wrote the book, and and right the publishers who were who were doing the book for us. Uh, near the end of the process, in the eleventh hour, they had these indifferent readers. They called them just indifferent readers who believers, non-believers, just all sorts of walks of life. Just read the book and then gave us feedback. And and one day in the office, uh, the the. True Face office, we sat as a staff and read them. And I kind of was reading them for us. And then all of us were entering stuff into the computer. What, you know, what, and it, great insights. There were some great things that really helped the book at, at the last moment until I got to this one card and it said uh, something to the effect of the truths in this book really helped me a lot of wisdom, great stuff, but whoever wrote this stuff, like the anecdotes and the illustrations and the characters, that was terrible. 
it was so poorly done and whoever it was should go to a writing school and then after they're done just promise society that he will never write again Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. i mean some it was tell us how you really feel oh my gosh and and i'm reading this out loud to the group and um for the large part all of us had a major part in it but in large part, it was Bill and Bruce who brought the wisdom to the book. I'm the guy who wrote the stories. <laughs> so wow. I'm the guy he's describing. <laughs> and uh, I just don't even know how to tell you. It was all a blur the next few minutes there around the tables in the office as mm. I thought everyone was looking at me embarrassed for me. And I politely excused myself at the appropriate time, went back into my office and just shredded into a pool of shame mm. of see this is what you do see see here it is Fun. they're telling you again you're gonna you're gonna ruin this book you can't write who are you kidding you can write you're you you're, you're, you're the, you've been do you're gonna destroy true face that's what you're gonna do just you could probably your marriage and your kids and all the way back to little league i went on and on and on mm. until i had um played out entire episodes of historic shame and i couldn't pull out of it i was just if you'd looked at me i was just in my office and just sitting there inside i was beating myself down uh, for stuff that i i didn't think i was even dealing with i was just going on doing life and there it was all it took was that one set of comments on that card so in a few minutes later, God happened to allow my wife to call. Uh, my wife, Stacy, who loved me very much. And th th this is hard to say, what I'm, what I'm saying next. Um, I don't know. I, I love Stacy very much. Uh, but I don't know that I'd ever trusted her up to that point to know the really, really hard things about who I was. Wow the really embarrassing things because I, I think I just thought she's married to me. I, she's already thinking she made a mistake. She doesn't need more evidence, you know? It, so I, I never could tell anyone those things. It was just too hard. And here she was trying to earn trust, trying to be trusted by me so that she could have permission to be able to love me and protect me and mm. tell me the truth about me um, all along because she knew those things were true about me because they leak out because everybody can see them. So, and, and what's true also, we talked about shame. One of the things about shame, it, it says something's uniquely, irreparably wrong about you. Mm. And no matter what you do, you can never change it. It will be who you are forever. And uh, you can you can you can read whatever you want, but it's not gonna change. And that comment yeah, triggered that in your life, and you had oh. and, and until that point of that call in a moment of brokenness, you hadn't you had the depths of the hurt that that triggered that that comment triggered that depths of the insecurities there. Oh. That's what you had hidden um, or not fully shared with Stacy to that point? That's right. I, I just, 
didn't know how to. And I honestly, up until that moment, how do you, how can you figure out when that moment is when someone is safe enough to tell to you? But I, now I, now I can't stop telling, but, but up until that time, there's a breakthrough time where you go, am I going to let anyone ever know me? And that day happened to be that day. Wow. Uh, Stacy, I, I think Stacy honestly was earning trust, not just for my benefit, but for hers. Because when, when, when you're in that place of shame, you can only take the embarrassment so long. And you remember back in Genesis where the next thing they do is blame. They have to find someone to blame. He blames her. She blames a serpent. Mm. And I, that's what I would do. I, every time my shame would get inflamed, I wouldn't admit it. I wouldn't face it. I would just go home and hurt somebody. Mm. I would just go home and blame Stacy. I would blame my kids. I would go to the elders meeting and blame somebody there. And so Stacy has been working all these years to be trusted so that one day her husband can tell her the truth. And on that particular day, for whatever reason, I said, Stacy, I just got hurt. I got messed up. This guy wrote something. And he said this and he said, me. I went through this whole litany of what he had said and my failure and all of that. And Stacy listened to because she is who she is. Uh, if you know Stacy, she can be like this. She said, well, uh, I always told you you were a better speaker than a writer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I said, well, hey, thank you so much. Thank you. I, uh, that's that's going to help a lot. And then she said, um, my husband, maybe this guy if he knew who you were, that you weren't just writing, but that you'd actually lived these truths out in front of your kids and me, and that you've taught us these truths, maybe he wouldn't have written that. Mm. I've, I've read this book. This is going to be significant for a lot of people. And then she said, my husband, I know who you are. I've watched you. She's doing this over the phone and she's just asking me to come home for dinner. And she says, now listen to me, come home. Let me protect you, come home. When you come home, I, I, I will have a meal ready for you that's your favorite meal. I'll open up a, a bottle of wine or, or non-alcoholic beverage, whichever you're comfortable with. And I will put up the twinkle lights in the backyard and the fire will be going. And when you come to the house, I will kiss you like a, rabbit on shore leave and she said now come home john wow and i did i trusted my wife's assessment of who she said i was and i got in the car and i came home and she did she met me at the door and she kissed me like a rabbit on shore leave and i (laughs) went into the back patio and the twinkle lights were mother's fire going in the fireplace she had my favorite meal and Robbie, it, uh, what I want to say is I was fragile that whole evening, yeah. really fragile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but here's what happened. Nobody got hurt. Isn't that Man. crazy? For That's the wild. first time in my life, my shame did not allow for someone 
to get blamed. Wow. I didn't attack anybody. I didn't pick on anyone, not at the elders that night, and I'm with my kids. Something got radically transformed that night. See, I, I had feared all along what Stacy would do if she knew my real stuff, and the truth is she already knew it. Mm. And she had been wounded by my blame and from my shame. And so she had been earning trust so that one day I would let her in, and today was that day. And so she could remind me of who I was, and I could come under the protection of her love. And trusting another's more accurate assessment of me frees me from the lies that I carry about myself. And here was this dear woman who could see me more accurately than me. Wow. And I let her, I finally let her tell me the truth of what she saw. Oh, Robbie, I, I still I still can get beaten up by my shame. It can catch me, catch me off guard. But honestly, I am believing that reality with her and many other friends more and more. And it's breaking the power, the destructive power of that shame. I, uh, I, I, that power, uh, that powerful statement you said, I'm still processing of, of what happens with our shame is that we, we, that we transfer that hurt that comes from shame onto others through blame, through whatever, because it, it, it alleviates the pain and the hurt of ourselves and we project it and pass it to others and, and how, if we, what you did, it, it, I'm thinking through the principle of how you broke that cycle by trusting Stacy, by taking down the mask and how that's that stopped the cycle of the hurt and in in turn it replaced it with you being able to receive love from her yes that's right that's exactly right so and i I don't know i don't know why it happened that day yeah i don't know I think it totally is a God thing when that does happen. Well, I don't want to turn this into a counseling session, or or maybe I do. But um, yesterday I was having lunch with a friend, and he gave me constructive feedback that he heard from somebody else. I'm brand new into this nonprofit donor world, and he (laughs) gave and it's right now we're recording this at the end of the year, which there's some anxiety and tension is. And, and he gave me some feedback yesterday at lunch that, uh, hey, just heads up, um, I heard feedback from somebody at a party we were at last week that gave to True Face, and you didn't um, acknowledge that or say thanks. It might help next time. Um, and this guy loves me and was giving me good, constructive yeah. Yeah. coaching because I asked him for it. But the subtlety yeah. of that, I can't do this. Ugh. I suck. I'm not going to be able to do this. And then last night... Uh, you know, I went home and Moses, my nine-year-old, came up and jumped on my, you know, it was being rough, trying to wrestle. And I was just, I was just like, bro, I don't want to wrestle. I can't wrestle right now. The subtle weight of the anxiety, of Ugh. the shame, of the, the it, it, it wasn't right. anxiety, it was the shame. It was the weight of that exhausted, right. I'm going to carry this. And I passed it on to my nine-year-old and said, dude, I can't, you know, I'm just, I'm not in the mood. Which even even if you're not uh, blaming anyone, it just makes you unavailable. Yeah. It makes you emotionally unavailable because you're just carrying around that 
what's wrong with me? See, I'm a failure. I knew it. I can't do this. Who am I kidding? And everybody pays. Everybody pays until there's an opportunity to say, I mean, you're doing it right now. I mean, for all of us, Robbie, right now, until there's an opportunity, you're modeling it to say, um, I'm hurting right now. Somebody said this back here and I've been carrying it around all evening. It doesn't feel right. Mm. I just, I just want to share this with you so that I, so that I'm not hiding so that I'm not bluffing like I'm okay to you. I'm a little fragile right now. And to have a friend say, I got you. I know who you are. By the way, that's not you. you. You may have made a mistake, but I know the real you. You're a delight, and I want to – it frees you. John, are Just you, are you telling that. me that right now? Because that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm receiving. And, <laughs> Amen. And, Amen. man, that – to be able to have – I mean, we're friends, and we've gone here, and, and, and the safety to be able to just do that and what I just heard from you to tell me that, yeah, that's not me. I'm good. And, oh, it, Robbie. and Robbie, you, you. And, last and, I, night, and I, here I am thousands of miles away from you and I can shout it to you. That's that I know who you are and you don't have to carry that for even a half a second, not even a half a second, because it's not who you are. And by the way, that shame story that the evil one wants to slap at us, that the flesh wants to yell at us. We know too much. We know that what Jesus did on the cross took away that shame story. You're not identified by that for even a moment. And I know you know it, but people, we've got to keep doing this with each other because I know it. I I helped write books on it, but I can be beaten up on by it just like you did, just like on any given day, just by a simple comment that someone says in a wrong situation that catches me off guard. And you still need christ in you the spirit to give you those reminders to trust stacy tonight after day and That's i right. and i need that the father to remind me of the freedom of this so that i would have trusted and just shared that with emily my sweet wife who receives everything with incredible grace that that That's right. and, and i didn't and, and here's here's the one that you have to hold on to is would she want to receive it would she would hmm. she just go oh this loser he's got so many problems and and you just gave the answer no she's begging for me to tell her Gosh. she can't wait for me to tell her because she already knows who I am she's already decided who I am and what if there was a place so safe that the worst of me could be known and I would discover that I would be loved more not less in the telling of it and and that's what your dear bride says to you oh my husband there's nothing you're going to tell me I, I already made up my mind and so it frees you and it gets to let her do something she gets to love you she's been waiting to meet your needs in that area to be able to say oh now i get to love my husband he's not just loving me i get to protect him and free him ah oh, that's it. when it that's when it gets fun it does give fun and you're right. That unlocks love. And so Moses wouldn't have got the grumpy dad who didn't want to be present and focused. And Emily <laughs> would have right. been able to love me. And it might have, um, and 
intimacy that's and right. love with your wife is always a good thing. It doesn't lead to bad that's things. Right. So the uh, that's right. And in but and, at least and I got now John. you get freed. <laughs> now you get freed. <laughs> no, but now you get freed with that person that that's right. gave. You get freed with your staff. Everybody gets the best of us. Gosh, that and that's, that's awesome. what the freedom of this is is that people are waiting. They're just waiting because they know who we are, but they're going, he's stuck, and I don't know why. And until he outs himself, we're just going to get hurt or get stuck or get the least of him. And so the permission for me to be able to say, whenever that feeling comes up, that weirdness comes up that says, I'm not enough, I look around and go, who's safe? Who's a safe place for me to out myself? All right, y'all, this is the challenge that I feel like we have an opportunity to do today, to evaluate what, where are we feeling like we're behind, not measuring up, what's weighing us down, what's that belief, and just to share that with somebody that we can trust, to decrease the power of the shame and unlock the ability to connect and love one another and let them love us by just sharing. So that's the challenge. John, this was so life-giving. Thank you for the words for me, for the processing um, time for me in this truth is just timely. I'm so thankful for you. I love you, man. This was a lot of fun. Love you too, Robbie. What what a what a treat to get to do this and model it with each other uh, for, for everyone else. What an honor, man. It's gonna be fun, uh, y'all. If you like uh, if you like this podcast, subscribe to it, like it, help us reach more people with these stories and these principles and these truths. Thank you, John. We're going to have you on quite a bit more. This is a lot of fun, and we're thankful for everybody listening. See you guys. Absolutely. Bye-bye.